Is that what I'm saying? Rough Trade Radio. 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 How's that? This is the Shoplifting Podcast. I'm joined today by John Murray, who just played an in-store with us. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing grand. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great, man. The in-store was amazing. You guys sounded absolutely That's a blast. Fantastic. It sounds incredible in here, man. Yeah. It sounds incredible. Um, you have a new album out, Short History of Decay. just yes. came out last week. Bastille Day. Yeah. Bastille Day. I know that it's in our albums of the month for next month. So Class. I didn't know anybody liked it. Yeah, well, I appreciate that, yeah, you guys. Yeah, well, we love it. You are um, a wonderful human. <laughs> so, yeah, like, um, basically the gist of this podcast is we ask people to come in and pick out some records in our shop and see kind of like what, you know, what they might be influenced by or what they're listening to. And just kind of go over what you picked and why you picked them. Nice one. So um, I will lend the floor to you now. Well, no, I actually did that though. I think I, th- I think a lot of times I, I think I think a lot of people will come in and they probably give you their hip things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I I tried to go honest with this yeah. one. I like know? that because it's like Painfully what you're actually honest. listening to. You know? Yeah. Like, this is yeah. the stuff that informed. Yeah. Too much, probably. Well, where do you, where would you like to start? You, I've, well, I've already told you I think that every selection that you have is fantastic, so I can't wait to kind of tuck in here. Well, so let's just go from the top here. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. The Gun Club. Yeah. Jeffrey Lee Pierce. Yeah. Godlike. Seriously, even on heroin, like at the end, yeah. you know, with the white strat and everything. Um, but I think Miami was kind of the template, seems to me to be the template for almost everything kind of the you know that what is it uh good news for people who love bad news that modest mouse record yeah. all of these kind of records that kind of grew out of that or the broken social scene kind of sound that yeah. kind of chimey kind of thing um yeah. <clears throat> i think uh i think i think they really had and one of the most touching moments in my life was when bob frank and i were playing you remember a venue called the luminaire yeah yeah, yeah. Um, we were playing there and, and, and romy was there and i was like oh wow man this is yeah. Incredible, you know, but um, uh, when I when I first heard the Gun Club, it, there there's some kind, there's something really there's something it, it's beyond kind of raw. It's, yeah. it's it's so visceral and so, you know, I, the there was a it's in uh it's in Rotterdam one time and I was talking to the promoter about backstage about the Gun Club and this interview that Jeffrey Lee Pierce had given. Sometimes I get going about Jeffrey Lee Pierce, you know, yeah. I mean, as everybody should and they don't, you know, and. Um, and I uh, said it was the last interview he gave, and he said, you know, he, he thought rock and roll could change the world, and he didn't think that anymore, and then he died, you know. And, yeah. Um, and she said, yeah, you're sitting in the chair oh, wow. that, that he was in when he gave that interview, and yeah. I thought, oh, Jesus, this is bad news. <laughs> Luckily, that was a while ago, so I don't. I think I've got a couple more years, but um, I think the choices on this, the production is interesting, too. Yeah. It's, it's such an interesting sound that they have, and it's like there's like you said, it's like it's kind of there's there's a different emotion there. It's like kind of beyond raw in a weird. You know? It's way beyond it, but it's it's somehow yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. It's there's a there's a real. It feels like a knife wound. Yeah. You know, it feels yeah. like uh, something's happened to you. You know, I mean, the first time I heard it, Tim Mooney, um, he said, you know, I think I think you really love the Gun Club and. Um, and and the first time I heard it, I just thought, well, 
oh, I've not, not heard this. Right, this, is, yeah. this. This feels like a, a I, right. I know it all, you know, right, it yeah. feels like it's already a part of me, you know, so, um, yeah, I mean, everything on this record's incredible, but I think their take on Watermelon Man is incredible. So is that the track you're going to choose? That's the, the one, I, I mean, I, it was between that and John Hardy, but I'll go with Watermelon yeah. Man, yeah, because I think everybody else will go with John Hardy, and I, I'm just, you know, missing, missing <laughs> the rope or whatever, so. Cool, why don't you set up this track for us? <clears throat> so, uh, this is Watermelon Man by, uh. The Gun Club, it's off of Miami, and uh, yeah, you can just you can listen to Jeffrey Lee Pierce and the rest. Just will tear into something that you've never heard before, yeah. All right.
All right. Uh, you've just listened to The Gun Club. Uh, what do you have next? Uh, so I have, like, <clears throat> when I moved to Memphis, um, after my mom and dad put me in rehab at the age of, the, at the tender age of 15, um, I had to, um, I didn't want to go back to Mississippi, so I moved uh, to Midtown Memphis, you know, and uh, one day I was at a, uh, I was at a, we were having a, a yard sale, you know, and I was selling off all the records that you buy, like when you go around maybe to an estate sale yeah. or to, you know, a junk shop and they make you buy the whole box, you know, and there's yeah. one thing you want in it. Yeah. And this guy comes up and I know, I knew it was Greg Cartwright and I was like, wow, it's Greg Cartwright, you know, and uh, the Oblivions were still around then and uh, and uh, the Rain and Sound hadn't started up yeah. uh, yet. And, and I... Uh, I was really embarrassed because they were all the records I wanted to get rid of, you know. <laughs> and he goes, "What are these? The records that you got from your mom?" You know? like, no, man, these yeah. are, these are, yeah. yeah. I actually kind of, you know, it's the <laughs> stuff I bought and I don't want to get rid of. But um, uh, call the police on this record. I, I like, I, no, honestly, I want to take responsibility for this existing here in Rough Trade yeah. because there's a guardian. I, I'm probably not responsible, but I like to think I am. Michael Hahn we'll interviewed go with me. That. And he, yeah, <laughs> Michael Hahn interviewed me one time, and they never. Uh, when I came over here, and I was, oh, I guess I was like 20, 21. Yeah, I'd driven it. In my family, if you do something really bad, you get rewarded after time. Yeah. You know, so I got in a DUI and I'd driven into a bridge, broke my arm, very dramatic. My grandmother paid for me and my mom and dad to come over to London. You know. Should have driven into more bridges and stuff, but, um, <clears throat> but uh, but uh, I I, I, ba- I grew up with these guys. You know, they're all yeah. basically Mississippi guys, and yep. and uh, I, I think people would be freaked out if they realized that uh, all garage rock began with the Oblivions. You know, I mean, it did, man. Yeah. Jack White and Meg, and then I used to see those them and Ernestine and Hazels, and you know, uh, Greg and. And Eric and, and Goner Records, you know, the whole thing. But this record um, is, is the first one that really, I would get asked questions 16 years ago when I was over about the Oblivions, Jeff Buckley, and Monsoor Jeff Evans, you know? Yeah. Which is, or the Gibson Brothers, yeah. which is just random. I mean, you know, you're on Denmark Street at a guitar shop, and those are the three people that people, or, yeah. or three bands people were asking about. Strange. Um, but it wasn't until this record came out, and, and Michael Hans said, something about you know what were you influenced by when you lived in memphis and the truth is like i just i was a dork me and me and jay Lindsay or jay retard you know yeah we we, we lived together in a place called the people's temple and I, I think we were both equally just you know taken by the yeah the, he's the, just so prolific isn't he it's like i've i've seen him three times and all three times with a different band i also saw him with the band called parting gifts that opened up nice for a super one. chunk and no Char- way charlotte where i'm from yeah is that where you're from originally yeah, yeah. nice one so yeah. a fellow southerner then. yeah <laughs> i am yeah. oh stuck over here look at us look at <laughs> us. what are we gonna do i'm in ireland you know well at least you're not in the country over there you know? right <laughs> But yeah, so he's just, um, it never kind of ceases to amaze me what, you know, his output. And uh, they've just done a tour recently as well. Yeah, they yeah. played here in London. Um, Did they? As the Oblivions again. No. So he's. Where the, where was <laughs> I, man? I'm just right over there. Yeah. You guys need to call me more yeah, often. Yeah, well, well next time. <laughs> I mean, th- this one, uh, I, uh, something, I, I guess the reason I love the Call the Police so much is because it's an old Zydeco song. Yeah. You know, I, I I heard it done. Who who would think to do it this way and yeah. make it this? 
I mean, this is the catchiest, most kind of, it's the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah. It doesn't matter how old you get, you still think, yeah, let's get drunk right. and stay up. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just, it's great. So, yeah. It's called The Police by a bunch of old dudes called The Oblivions, and it's a record called Desperation. <laughs> you've just listened to the oblivions um next record all right so when when the last record that i made 
was like put on one of those what was it record of the year contesty kind of things that don't really matter. Um, th- th- this record was on there. It's Richard Holy's uh, "Standing at the Sky's Edge." I'd never heard Richard Holy before i mean i'd heard you know I, I, i'm Same. still confused about squeeze and pulp because they both have to do with orange juice you know what i mean like, <laughs> no really yeah like, but uh but uh and and, and you know well like a uh, kind of mistake when i saw jarvis cocker on, on well i was seeing the spiritual show and jarvis cocker walked by and eating a lot of mushrooms i was like jarvis you know joe i didn't i didn't really didn't really get the genius there but i guess uh yeah I guess, being kind of just you know, a southerner and maybe just oblivious we, to we know, English music. Yeah, Dude, it wasn't until I started. Do you working remember the Connells? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so like that was our Smiths. Yeah. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, yeah. no, it really. In fact, I played it for a guy in Ireland. One, I think it was Boylan Heights or some one of the earlier records. Yeah. He goes, "Man, Johnny Moore's genius, isn't he?" I was like, "It's not Johnny Moore." <laughs> you know, but I didn't know the Smiths yeah, until I moved vibe. to San Francisco. Yeah, yeah. you know. So we would never have heard Holly. Yeah, so it wasn't until I kind of started working here, and they, um, you know, they kind of championed Richard Holly for a while um, here. And the, the within the first like six months that I worked here, Richard Holly did an in store off of his last record, um, and it just absolutely floored me. Like I just was like, Are you like serious? you were saying, Holly was in here. Yeah. Yeah. Man, what the? Can you call me next <laughs> yeah. time, brother, please? That's horrifying. Yeah, it was just kind of one of those things where, like, how have I not heard that? How do I not already that's, know about him? That's the know? thing. Exactly. And and I, I kind of, I, I feel like, I mean, I, I was told that he uh, that he, he was asked, is there a record that you've wanted to make that you've never made before, you know? And I was thinking, what's my competition for this award, yeah. you know? And uh, I thought, yeah, well, I lost as soon as I heard Right. The, the opening song off of this record. Now I can go back to listen uh, to to the entirety of the record, but how heavy it is and sort of the 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 drone kind of yeah. thing, the Shruti Bucks yeah. bit, and and then realizing that he had he recorded all of it yeah. in, in one or two takes, and that was it. You know, it is at his house. It, it's it's incredible. But um, she brings the sunlight. Is apparently just about how much he loves his wife you know it's 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 like you shouldn't be able to get away with something like that (laughs) and it's really going f you neil young i can play guitar like you know the psychedelic god that that you didn't know about so i went back and listened to everything and i was like wow cole's corner yeah nothing like it it's like lost johnny cash stuff or something like that you're right you know yeah but but it's 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 nothing like uh nothing like this and i i don't know uh so yeah she brings the sunlight. I'm, I'm really resenting you right now. <laughs> I, I've still, I've, I've yet to see the man. I, I thought about going to Sheffield next week and just hunting him down because he apparently takes the dogs for a walk and considers going into the pub. And yeah, he seems him. pretty chill. Um, I know that there have been better stories about him playing here before my time, but I did see him the last time, and he was an outstanding. I mean, he was the nicest guy. You, you know, really? everything you can imagine. That's what the situation was. He was. He's that dude. It was. It was absolutely fantastic. And like I said, like I was kind of enamored by the record. I'm, the name's escaping me of this last one. Uh, oh, um, 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 uh, meadow, oh, uh, hollow meadow. Hollow meadow. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, the re- I was already really into the record, and then you know the gig just kind of. I love the whole thing about Sheffield too. The obsession yeah. with. And every kind of everything album. is about Sheffield yeah, somehow, yeah. you know. It's 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 brilliant. Like, who who could, who who, who does that? I mean, who yeah. just drinks Guinness and wakes up? Huh? I mean, <laughs> Ari says that he, uh, you know, he, he told her one time he uh, he writes all his lyrics hungover. 
<laughs> what kind of genius is this guy? You know, yeah, what, yeah. I mean, what kind of guitar guy? Yeah, I mean, exactly. That's, yeah. that's the yeah. the thing that the solos are those kind of. You know, you don't you you want to say like you want to move out of guitar geekdom kind yeah. of. You know, you, you don't want to talk about things like that. You don't want to get into this. You want to move into this world of the. I, I'm I'm really you know I'm thoughtful. I'm philosophical. I'm yeah. deep. I'm Melvin Bragg, you know that kind of thing, and and uh and you hear something like this, and there's there, you got no choice. He's basically like, both, you know. Yeah, he's all <laughs> of it, man. And yeah. uh, and so I think, uh, yeah, she brings the sunlight is one of the best opening tracks off of any record I've heard probably in the last. Cool, we'll set that years. up for us. Let's listen to it. Here it is, Richard Hawley with "She Brings the Sunlight."
That was Richard Hawley from Standing at the Sky's Edge. Uh, next selection. Okay. Um, this record changed my life. Probably not for the better. Um, I had no idea that it was actually about recovery and not addiction. Yeah. <laughs> uh, until I went to Fountain in Fairfax when I was addicted to heroin, trying to find drugs. And I realized there's nothing here. There's a church over there. So I called someone that, I don't know, I was like, what the hell? You know, and, and, and realized it was an AA meeting in that church. Uh, so that, you know, all these lines about, um, I've been waiting for you at Fountain in Fairfax. Let me drink. Let me tile off. It's an impossible high, you know, and all of that. It's a really, it's an aggressive, I just, I, I think it's an, <clears throat> it's an aggressively personal and, 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 and and mean record in, yeah. in the best in the best way. Some of the other lines and other songs like, um, you know, good. I get to dress up and play the assassin again. It's my favorite part. It's got personality. Or, um, what jail is like. Like uh, I covered that for the last song on, <clears throat> on the record I just did. But um, but found in Fairfax. There's there's just something there's something about this record that I can listen to. I can listen to this record over and over again. I found it, I, I hope Greg doesn't hear this, but I found it in a dollar bin in uh, Birmingham, Alabama yeah. when I was, I was 18, you know, and uh, and I got it, and I got it because of the cover. It's so creepy and pedo. Yeah. Kinda, you know, it's like, yeah. wow, there's a, a kid, and the girl's kind of like, you didn't you didn't pleasure me, and they're like seven. Yeah. You know, it's really creepy. Um, and it's called Gentleman, you know. Um, the kid looks, you know, completely unhappy in this marriage that he's been in for 40 years but he's only seven um it's 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 an incredible sounding record but um i've heard it described as histrionic i don't i don't know that i think that's true i think it's i think it's an it's a he got away with anger in a way that i wish that i I could get away with outside of the kind of melancholic Yeah. yeah he's able to get away with it in a very aggressive way that still makes you want to dance somehow. Yeah, yeah, it's powerful, and it's you know, there's a sonically, there's so much going there's on so with that band. And it's, you know, it's and it's the first one that Paul Buchanani played drums on. Okay, and, and uh, it was done. The weird thing about this is that you know, like uh, what Jail is like when I did it on for my record, I, I played it at an NPR thing called Non Convention, and so non commercial, non convention yeah. that they don't give you a. Uh, any free Coca-Cola or anything. Right. Like you have to pay to stay in Philly. But they said, Dan Reed told me, the guy that runs WXPN, that no one had done a cover before for one of the three songs. And I thought, well, that's kind of crap, Good. you know? So, <laughs> you should so, do one. So I did, I did, I yeah. did what jail is like, you know? And yeah. I kind of did it because the, the programmers that were there, they had their backs turned while Sam Beam was playing, you know, from Iron One. And it sold out two nights somewhere in Philly. And, um, I thought, what a bunch of, you know, what a bunch of jerks. I mean, really, like, the guy's going out of his way to entertain people, and they really, they don't care, you know. Yeah. So I thought, I'm going to turn this electric guitar up loud, like, by myself, you yeah. know, and just play this. And my ex called, like, right after it and said, who do you think you are, Freddie Mercury? I was like, no, he didn't play guitar. But um, <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> I played what Joe was like, and I thought, Dan will like this maybe because he's from Cincinnati, you know. Turns out he grew up. One like literally across the street from Greg and their best oh, wow. friends. So he called Greg and said, "Turn on the radio in, in five minutes because there's a delay, you know." And yeah. um, and and we became friends. That's great. But it's 
it's one of those things that like you know when my 18 year old self or 17 when, however old, old I was when I found the record in Birmingham Alabama you know I never thought I would I'd meet I'd meet the guy yeah I never thought that a dude that could say some mean things like this would be such a, a gentleman yeah so he made a record called Gentleman and then you got Fountain and Fairfax on there and it's a great one and apparently it's not about getting high. It's about being frustrated with sobriety. But I wouldn't speak for Craig. You might punch me like you did those security cards. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, it is uh, Fountain in Fairfax by the African Wigs.
All right, Afghan Wigs, another solid banger from our guest today, John Murray. He's playing his selections from the shop, and we've come to the final selection. I, yeah. I hesitate to say save the best for last, but I'm going to go I ahead did, and say I did, save the I best did. for last. I did. I mean, <laughs> me and the band have been, been going over this uh, this this too much, really. Far too much. But but something, I bought Zuma, and this Neil Young crazy orchestra. I bought I bought Zuma at a at a junk shop in Memphis, Tennessee, and I <clears throat> I remember thing well it's a Neil Young record that I don't know when I was young, you know, and um and I put it on and I think I put the 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 second side on first. When Cortez the killer kicked yeah. in and the fuzz came in, all I wanted to do was find that sound. You know, that that, yeah. that thing. I mean you can play that song I've done it before. You can play it for over an hour. You know, you can, with a band, you can just keep going and yeah. going. And it's three chords. I mean, three chords. But the the sounds are just, they're incredible. I mean, it, it just, I, I don't, it's one of those things, that it, it's so, the sound of this record is so enigmatic, you yeah. know, that, that, you got to listen to it. You you got to you got to feel your way through it. Yeah. You know? It's loud but intricate at the same time. Yeah, you know? I mean, I, you know, we were talking Stephen and I, was a steel player. We were talking about how, really, how um how how delicate the the opening is for a very long time. And when his fuzz guitar kind of kicks in, yeah. it's still very delicate. It takes a while for it to build in this thing. And there's it's it's very operatic. I think yeah. I think for a Neil Young record, it is. And Cortez the Killer is kind of a um. It's it's a real departure, and I feel kind of dorky for picking it, but I think that anybody that likes fuzz guitar is lying. Yeah, you know. Also, I say if you don't like this record, then I think it's pretty safe to say fuck you. Fuck you. No, real. Oh, I didn't know we could say shit. Yeah, you can definitely say that. Oh, okay. No, if you don't like Zuma, and if you don't think the artwork is hilarious, you know, like because you know the story about the artwork. No, go on. The guy that did the artwork. Oh, this is incredible. I love this shit. Okay. The guy that did the artwork came up and he was like, so I got an idea for the artwork. And this yeah. is what he did. He, he, he went like that. And and, and somebody goes, so uh, I think it was Roberts, Elliot Roberts goes, so <clears throat> oh, that's a great idea. Why don't you, you know, bring it back? He goes, no, that's it, you idiot. You know? <laughs> he goes, Neil Young goes, that is it. It's fucking gorgeous. <laughs> so then, uh, so then that is the artwork. And, uh, and I suppose that, what is that? It's a, a bird flying a, a half-naked woman. <laughs> Yeah, with really banana-shaped breast and a, uh, holding on to a tambourine or something over some cactuses that's giving the middle finger. Tambourine. <laughs> it's really strange. Uh, references to Cortez there. It's uh, the weird thing about the song. The older I get, the more I realize it's it's the song itself is is is, is promoting um, cannibalism and, and 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 or not cannibalism, but it's promoting killing somebody like a, a sacrifice and all yeah. this for everybody else. Um, I think we should get back to that, maybe. Yeah. I mean, there's some definitely, like, Theresa May could go, Arlene Foster could go, like, Nigel Farage has not gone away far enough, like, Donald Trump could go. There's a lot of people that we could do that with and just kind of call it, like, the summer solstice. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, but um, it's a really strange song if you think about it. Yeah. Lyrically, don't you think? It's, oh, yeah. It's odd. Yeah. And, 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 you know, given what, it's not like, and they call Neil Young shaking and stuff because of the, or people say because of the epilepsy, but I think it had more to do with the cocaine, you know? Yeah. And there's a real kind of, you know, with his coca leaves and pearls and all this, the, the lyrics are very kind of, it's, it's Neil getting 
getting real fantastical. Yeah. You know, and it's thinking, but the sounds are, the sounds are, are, are beyond real. Yeah. Know? And like you say, that kind of just theme of the song is like, there's not a lot really there on the surface. You know, someone no. that might be reading what it, what's being played, but there's so much emotion in it. There's so just, much heart you know, in it. It's all, it's all heart, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it doesn't, he could, he could, he could be talking about going to the bathroom in the morning and <laughs> it would still feel. I'd be, I'd listen to I'd that. I'd still though. listen to, you know, <laughs> yeah. it, it would sound incredible, but it's, 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 I, th- I think it's affected. It, it's absolutely affected all musicians. It, I mean, every, everyone who plays, who, who's ever bought a fuzz pedal. Yeah. Has, yeah. Well, you know, I, I just want to. I want to cop that, you know. That's kind of why I picked the Holly one earlier, yeah. because I think that he may be the English answer yeah. to Neil Young. The time, you know, the way yeah. he plays, it's so he's it's so great, and he's, he's so good at both. Really, he's isn't so good he? at both. Yeah. yeah, and Neil Young's the same. I mean, you know, going to this and on the beach, they're very, yeah, very different sounding records. Or, or, or like Harvest Moon is a great record, yeah. I think, oh, or Harvest. Yeah. You know? yeah. So, but this is Zuma. It's off of Zuma. It's Neil Young with Crazy. It's got some great monochromatic artwork. This looks like some drunk guy drew it one day. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's Cortez the Killer.
That was Neil Young. I want to thank my guest today, John Murray, for coming in. Uh, like to thank you for doing the in-store and additionally doing the podcast with me. Man, this is a blast. It's nice to meet another so- Southerner stuck up here. But <laughs> cool. Man, seriously, yeah. Yeah, see you next thank time. You, sir. Cheers. Rough Trade Radio. You're dusty. You're dusty. Bedouin by Bedouin. They leave me Available in store and online at roughtrade.com. Have I swam too far this time to make it back on my Reviews and subscriptions help to support what we do. So if you like what you hear, then please rate us on iTunes.